Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett. This is Promo Cares Radio. My name is Roger Burnett, co-founder and president of Promo Cares and vice president of sales and marketing for Branded Logistics. Promo Cares is a 100% volunteer initiative created to lift up and recognize companies in the promotional products industry using their businesses as superpowers for social good. We help suppliers, distributors, decorators, service providers, and end buyers alike become a bridge for positive social impact. We do this through best practice sharing, online and offline collaboration efforts, and helping organizations with their give back work by marketing their efforts and telling their stories. I'm immensely pleased to welcome today's guest into the Promo Cares Radio recording room. October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and today's discussion is very appropriate to that topic. Spectrum Designs Foundation is a Port Washington, New York custom print shop founded with a mission to provide top-notch products while giving its staff which is largely comprised of teens and young adults with autism, a chance to lead safe, happy, and productive lives through their work. Spectrum Designs is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose entire operating costs are covered by sales. So all proceeds go directly towards supporting their mission of providing employment to those with intellectual disabilities. The sales numbers are impressive. Founded in 2011, Spectrum Designs has grown 80% per year, having now generated in excess of $5 million in total revenue. And they count among their clients Special Olympics, Uber, and Google. They've grown to employ 23 individuals who are on the autism spectrum and 16 who are not, working side-by-side in a unified environment. The intersection of mission and results is garnering the company impressive media attention. In addition to news coverage, The Business of Autism, a documentary inspired by and featuring Spectrum Designs, sold out its premiere showing and has been accepted into five film festivals. I'm fortunate enough to be joined by one of the founders of the organization, 2018 PPB Rising Star Tim Howe, CAS, who serves as the COO for Spectrum. Tim. Thanks for joining me, man. This is one story since you and I got a chance to talk on the phone. I've been jumping up and down. Couldn't wait to get this out to the Promo Cares listening audiences. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there are going to be interested in how they might incorporate what you all do at Spectrum into their own work. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so, so happy to be here. This is uh, this is a really cool experience. Uh, and although I'm not actually one of the founders of the organization, as lo- much as I'd love to take credit for it. Um, uh, what I've been here since 2013. So uh, when when I first joined, it was one room, and we could do one every 15 minutes. So uh, I have been here uh-huh. since almost the beginning, almost. No. Yeah, well, fair enough. And there's there's definitely uh, a backstory for you with respect to uh, the actual founders of the organization, and we'll definitely get to that in a little bit later part of the story. But um, so there I am. Just to give people some context, you know, for those of you who still read uh, magazines, uh, at 48 years of age, I still do. 
So there I was flipping through my PPP Rising Star uh, article, and lo and behold, you know. And to me, Tim, the be- the beautiful part about uh, what PPP does in in that whole selection process is it would be really easy for them to sort of just pick. Here are the ten or twelve people who have completely blown it up sales wise, and those are your rising stars. But you know, you know, to me, what they do well is it's really a, a cross section of stories. You know, everyone's successful. I mean, let's not sleep on the fact that Spectrum is a two and a half million dollar business. But to me, you know, it has a lot more to do with your unique status as a nonprofit as I'm reading that. Right. And and so for the focus of this conversation, I really want to focus more on the social entrepreneurship side of this, because I think that the promo cares audience inherently kind of understands sales success. So, Mm -hmm. like I said, I don't want to sleep on two and a half million dollars in, you know, the last year. That's killer. I mean, that's. That's half of what you've done as an organization. So clearly your success is growing exponentially. But but I think it's more, for me, it's more in the how of the journey uh, and how you've evolved as an organization mission uh, rooted in social good. So that that makes sense to you for as far as what we want to talk about today? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. And it's what I spend my life talking about. Um, it's 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 this awesome... I think what I love so much about my job in particular, I mean, there are a lot of people in this building who fulfill a lot of different roles, very educational, people-focused roles to very sort of black and white, more recognizable business roles like mine. Um, and uh, what I love about my particular role in this in this organization is I get to, sh- to sort of stand either side of those lines, right? So I get to be the guy who is sort of a nonprofit executive, if you like, and, and, and sort of be this, it help be one of the sort of poster childs as part of spectrum designs as of, of for, for towards social good and social entrepreneurship. But also I get to just be a sort of decorator and be a nerd right. and go in and be like, <laughs> hang on, we can, we can figure out 3d embroidery or what we got to print on nylon what is nylabond i'm sure we'll work it out you know or like right. what's the difference between yeah. debossing and embossing like as like i didn't know those two things were different but now i yeah. it, all i want to do is just consume information when it comes to this industry and uh i do that i get to get paid to do that so it's <laughs> um so it's this it's this wonderful dichotomy of, of of these two different different beasts, and we we always talk about it as if it's like I mean delusions of grandeur, I grant you, but um, we talk about it as if it's Disney World, right? And and this is what we say: yeah. we have the we have there's the guys who run the business of Disney, um, as Patrick's always saying this, right? So it there's a guy who runs the business of Disney whose job it is to count the beans and make sure that yeah. there are enough beans to give to everyone. That's sort right. of my that's where I am. Uh, and then there's the Imagineers. That's what they're actually called at, uh, at Disney World, right? So we we call all, all of those guys education because everyone their their focus is on educating and and developing staff. And those are the guys who go, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could pay someone with a disability to do this or incorporate this part into our business and, and all of that stuff? So I'm like the I'm the boring one, if you like, <laughs> in the like <laughs> business focused. I'm, uh, but it's it, it is it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and there's so so much about the story that I think is going to make people be inspired, and even just I mean. There's just so much happiness around, you know, what what this is all about. So, and I wanted to tell you, uh, I I don't know that if you had the opportunity to hear this, but 
the president of PPAI, Paul Bellantone, he he has a saying that he says, he says, you know, uh, we have a really cool business that just happens to have just happens to have a really advantageous tax designation. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're in that same boat. We're in that same boat in that when so in in February we moved into this new building, um, and this was always the plan. It was this thing we were aiming at. We were like, one day we're going to get to a point where we're going to run up. We're going to have our own building, and we're going to buy it. And then at, at a point as we went along, it occurred to us that we were taking this building completely off the tax roll because at the end of the day, underneath all profit. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, so we're a business. We just happen to have a very advantageous task, tax designation. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we'll, put, we'll put you in the column right behind Paul and guys who run cool businesses that have a tax benefit. Right. So, but, so I want to talk though about uh, so Spectrum Design is part of, of a larger organization called the Nicholas Center for Autism. Actually, so, so before we Nicholas Center yeah, is, we, um, there's a there's a there's a sort of there's a the designation the terminology is kind of weird and it's there's like there's two organizations that sit next to each other. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, I realized no, that okay. the Spectrum Designs Foundation is uh-huh. the umbrella, right? So Spectrum Designs Foundation sits above three organizations in there: Spectrum Designs. Because that was the original one. Then there's Spectrum Bakes, which is um, sort of granola baked treats, kind of a promotional product. And then there's Spectrum Suds, which is a local pickup, drop off laundry service, all Got employing people with disabilities. When Spectrum did, it was found that the co founders, Nicole Segru, Stalas Banakos, and CEO co founder of Spectrum uh, Designs, Patrick Bartley, um, they they founded two organizations in tandem, which were Spectrum Designs and then the Nicholas Center. It, it's now the Nicholas Center. It used to just be the Nicholas Center for Autism, but it's sort of become more uh-huh. inclusive because um, uh, they they founded those two things being like, okay, we have to have two, we have to have two things here. One, which focuses, is totally people-focused um, and one, which is totally employment-focused. Got it. Um Got it. And so, and so, Spectrum Designs, being the original, sort of is still the 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 largest part of what comprises those three uh, businesses within the foundation. Correct. Correct. Right. So, Spectrum Designs was the first, and the Nicholas Center. There, there are some. There are ways of saying it, and that Nicholas Center and Spectrum, they came up with those together. They share the same co-founders, but then the two they realized the two organizations had very, very different focuses, right? Spectrums, the reason we're a nonprofit and the whole reason we exist is to create employment opportunities for people with disabilities who wouldn't otherwise get them, right? So we have a, um, we have like this ethos of changing the, the work environment to make it more inclusive. If something can help one member of staff because that one member of staff has a sight impairment, as well as a, like an intellectual disability, that then becomes something for everyone. And we can focus totally and wholeheartedly on employment and projects that are going to create more employment, like Bakes, like Suds, right? And the Nicholas Center make those guys better employees. So they're focused on individual goals for those people, right? Yeah, so development. That's fantastic. That's fantastic because then it's whole, it's whole person development, not just come do this job and you know that's that's the extent of the interaction that you get with the organization so that's that's excellent absolutely and it lets us focus on what we're good at like i would not be the kind of person 
<laughs> to be entrusted with the developmental goals of your son or daughter with with an intellectual disability. I'm just not. But can I sell t-shirts and promotional products? I absolutely can. So I can sit that I'm more I'm more of the engine room than the captain. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it, it is it's it's this great little. So that's 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 the the sort of essence of the two organizations and how they work together and the the interplay between those two things like when do we when do we class it when at what point do we say this is something where we have to focus on education and inclusiveness or at what point do we go if these shirts don't go out we're going to lose uber <laughs> uh, yeah right, 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 right. Sure. Uh, yeah well, it's it's managing the masters right and that i mean in some ways that's no different than any print print shop that needs to make sure that it's taking care of its employees, but ultimately we have to let the orders get out on time. So for sure. All right. So, so Patrick was the co-founder and he's been there since the beginning. And I think there's a little bit of a backstory between the two of you guys that sort of found you to this destination. So why don't you speak about that as well? So uh, as you may have noticed, and the the more astute listeners may have spotted, um, I'm not from America originally. Um, I uh, I don't know what gives it away, but people always seem to know. Uh, So uh, Patrick and I went to, we met when we were 10 years old on, I guess what we would, I'm now learning the school systems here, but I guess it's, you guys would call it a middle school orientation. Not that those things really exist. That would have been fifth grade for us, yes. Okay, so we were we were we were ten years old, and that's when we start high school, right? So you, you start high school. Okay. Eleven. I don't know why, but that's just when we call that high school. There is no interim between elementary and and, and high school. Uh, and it was an orientation hey, you're 10, to you're be. All grown up now, growing up with the yeah, kids. that's it. <laughs> no, you're in there. Like literally, there are people who are eighteen years old, like still in the same school as you, because we're from the country. Like it doesn't sound like I acknowledge I have this kind of fancy posh. British sounding accent, but we're from the sticks, right? We're from, like, I grew up climbing trees with a grappling hook. Like I didn't grow it. I, it sounds like I grew up wearing a top hat and then and carrying a cane and being, <laughs> and being like, hello everyone. Yes. Let's make t-shirts forever. Um, and it, it, it really wasn't. It was like super countryside, middle of nowhere, farm one side, sheep around us. Right. So this high school orientation was basically them going, hey, you guys have not been near a high school, so we need you to see what it looks like, and we need to tell you that you're not going to get swirlies every day. Um, and <laughs> and everything was – we have valleys in Wales, and Pat was from the neighboring valley, the next valley along. All right, And when you're growing up, you're like, oh, those guys are from the next valley. But when you go to high school, you're like, oh, you're only from one valley over. You must be cool. Let's be All friends. Right. And then <laughs> – so we were then friends from 10 years old onwards. We were class class president and vice president um, or head boy and deputy head boy, as it's called in the UK. Uh, okay. And we've been friends ever since. And when Spectrum Design started to become something, um, he reached out to me in sort of the late 2012 and said, I think this might end up being something. And he was like, there's a lot of things I need done at this organization that aren't my skill set. And he goes, if I was at home, I was thinking I would call Tim Howe and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll call him and see, maybe he'll help me with X, Y, or Z. And he was like, then I thought, whatever, I'm going to call him anyway. It's New York. Why isn't he going to want to come? So I came out originally to just visit, but Pat being who he is and me so well, he'd be like, oh, you'd be so useful if only we knew how to do this. 
And that's my personality. I love being useful so much that I moved three and a half thousand miles and dropped my old life, changed the course of my life, did a master's in nonprofit administration to be of service to Spectrum and just give my entire life pretty much to this. My my fiance is going to hear that and right. go, hang on, <laughs> who are you right. giving your entire life to? I met Shirley as part of this whole thing. She she's a she is a one to one. She does behavioral consulting for people here in the in the building. She's worked with Matthew, one of our employees uh, with autism, since he was eight years old, and she's overseen him his whole life and is responsible for all of this amazing growth. And I'm like, okay, she's going to hear that and go, hang well, on. I think you guys t- together have devoted your lives together. So that's right. how we'll take exactly. you out of that one. Yeah. So- <laughs> okay, wonderful. Great, thanks. So, so-, uh, so yeah, we, we've known each other forever. Um, and that's how he ended up pulling me over because he, he, he was working at a special needs summer camp to begin with. Um, he wanted to come to America no matter what the cost. And there was like a little thing you have to fill out called Camp America, where they they commission Europeans to come and 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 work at these American summer camps and be camp counselors. Uh, and he was filling out the form, and it, it said, "Would you ever work at a special needs summer camp?" And uh, you could put yes, no, maybe. And he was like, "Oh no, I wouldn't do that." Can you? It's like impossible to imagine. Like, I mean, no. It's, now he runs this whole thing and has overseen this whole thing become as successful as it has. I can't imagine it. And he checked maybe because his dad was like, keep your options open. You're more likely to go if you just check maybe. And that maybe box now changed the course of 39 employees, 70 families like Nicole and Stella, who became the co-founders of this, this entire thing all from that maybe box. And, uh, he's actually getting married Saturday. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell that story at your wedding. I'm yeah. absolutely going to tell I mean, that story. It's, it's all in that moment when you make that decision to say, am I willing to just take that what seemingly small step and the collisions that can be created just by something as simple as checking a maybe boxes. That's a, that's a great story. That's a great story. Yeah. And it, it just tells you that if you just, you, it's not even about people go, Oh, you got to say yes more in life. You got to be a yes man. You got to go and do this. I was like, sometimes, sometimes maybe, maybe you'll get you there. Yeah, that's uh, great. That's great. Right, so, so I, yeah. knowing you as I'm coming to learn about your personality, you are an all in or nothing kind of guy. It's very clear to me. So you, you, you get in there, you roll up your sleeves, you're learning everything you can possibly learn. And the learning is always in the doing, you know, there's nobody who's ever going to learn a business by, trying to study it from the sidelines. The only real way to do it is to do just that, roll up your sleeves, work on the equipment, everything that goes along with doing that, which clearly you've done. But you know, in the process, <laughs> somewhere along the line, this thing got rocket fuel. So, so, so talk to right. me kind of where in the company's timeline did we see that growth curve start to steepen? And what, what kind of logistical challenges has that presented for you guys as a business as you've been faced with that? Wow. That's an awesome question. No one's ever asked me that before. Uh, okay. So 2015, I think is when everything just flipped, everything turned on its head, right? We came out of 2015 and we had missed out on doing a million dollars in sales by like $30,000. Ah. And I'm sure at that time, we turned down at least $30,000 worth of business just for stuff that we couldn't physically print because we didn't have wide format or we didn't have, we couldn't physically store a thousand jackets in 
1500 square feet uh we just couldn't do it and uh so we had to pass on that that those kind of things and because it's one of those economies of scale things when you're a small business you have to do that you have to know when you can go like when you can exceed expectations and when you have to go you know what we're going to bow out of this but yeah. next time like we're going to we're going to keep as hard as it. it is to say no um, sometimes and, right <laughs> right you have to go look if i if i do this we'd have to sit and pat and i would be we would we would sit and we'd agonize over these things and we could go look look we could get to x point in y months um and we would go look would we rather pass on this and then go wow i respect the fact that they did that. maybe they don't maybe they go right. you guys are wimps yeah. you should have taken it on and whatever maybe they do that but we always thought maybe they're like they're gonna go hang on plucky underdogs these guys they know they can't do it they don't want to mess it up so maybe they'll give us a call next year um and i think that missing that by a tiny amount sent us into overdrive going into 2016 um, and then we started, that was when, that's when we got automatic and automatic press. The guy, the guy assembling it, he's now a great friend of mine now, works for M&I. He was just the tech that they sent to, to, to build the, the diamond bank when we moved yeah. to automatic. I was like, you'll need a second one in two years. And we laughed him out of the room. We're like, we don't think we're going to be running this in automatic mode <laughs> in two years because we don't we don't have the business to do it. Like it's we're we're putting the car before the horse, or so we thought. We were like, we're gonna we're we're, we're getting this in the hope that we can take yeah. on bigger orders because we don't want right. to say no anymore. And at that moment was when everything just fell onto us because we joined uh NYSID or New York State in um industries for the disabled. Um, and that got us government contracts because we're a disability employer that allows us that allows government contracts to skip the entire uh-huh. bidding process because what they're, they're like you guys are doing a social good and we're a full nonprofit so they 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 love that because everything is completely transparent like you can just go and look up everything about the organization um, and they they started funneling business our way and testing the water with it. And so that's it. We're testing all that stuff through 2016, 2016, 2017. They dropped the, they were like, oh, the MTA want to give you some jackets. And we end up doing all of the jackets for Metro North of the MTA, the, 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 the subway system, subway yeah, and rail system. There's just a few, a few people York. who work for that organization. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple, and they need giant jackets, and they need imprints on the front and the back, and the inside front and the outside back, and all this. And we made that work out fifteen hundred square feet. We made a like this enormous, like six figure contract work out of hundred square feet. And that at that point, we went. We've learned logistics in this in this space. We've learned how to cycle things around the room. We're also breaking everything down into its constituent parts to try and teach people with disabilities to do it. So everything gets bro- like distilled to its rawest form and then taught that way. So it actually helps everybody else too. Like it helps me understand stuff because I have to sit and break it down and go, how does this process work from start to finish? Reclaiming a screen or or or, or just scooping ink from a screen or all those things that people don't think about. And it makes it an absolute cinch to teach everyone at that Absolutely. point. Um, and that that was the rocket fuel. That was when everything just went. Uh, since that moment, I've been hanging on for dear life. Like then we 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 then started 
making moves to buy this building. And then that was like this 24 month project. And we were still growing in that space, but basically the the day shift would come in and then their boxes would go out with UPS and the night shift would start. And then as UPS dropped off the following morning, they would take the rest of the stuff. And it was like that, 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 that old adage where you're moving the the farmer and the bag of grain. Um, It was like that constantly shifting pieces. Um, And it was, yeah, it's it. We now have this building. We have plans for a second location um, in the in the making, going out to Westchester County, um, and it just it, you can just feel the 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 momentum gaining with it, um, and it, it, it it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's exciting. Um, I'm reminded of uh, my good friend Danny Rosen, who does his uh, nonprofit for. Uh, for local area not charities in the Triangle region of North Carolina, and uh, it's through live music. So they put on a charity event every year, and he crossed the threshold. It's been 18 years, and he routinely gives away more than a million dollars now. Where you know, in the early days, it was a significantly lower amount of money. And so, when when you achieve that rocket fuel moment, it's so noteworthy in looking back because. It gives you that inflection point to realize like, okay, part, part of business growth, really, re- regardless of your nonprofit status, regardless of what you're doing, you know, we're all in search of scale. And I think, you know, the beauty of what your social entrepreneurship has done for you is it's created an environment where you've made it so teachable that it's scalable. And that's right. the beauty of it is that you, by virtue of your workforce, you've been forced to proceduralize it down to such a granular, granular level that it's it's eminently teachable. And scale is often the most difficult thing. And there's really two components of that. There's, can I proficiently teach you the operational responsibilities of doing your job? And two, can I make you feel like part of a broader whole? Right. And, and right. you guys are covering both of those. So that's, that's what I think is so, because, you know, you're developing the whole person, not just giving them something that they can't misunderstand at work to give them the confidence to be able to do it every day. So that's, so I, I that's a little bit of me kind of leading the witness when it comes to this question, but, and certainly Tim, you know, you know, I'm so in love with what you guys are doing that it's, it's hard for me to look at it skeptically, but why do you think the business model is successful? Why do you think it's succeeding? I think um, the business model is successful. Okay, so for I think I think two main reasons, right? The number one reason is it has to be um, compassion, right? For sure, because people who would who would wouldn't think twice about changing their their screen printer or their embroiderer or whoever gets their promotional products, their distributor or anything, give it a second thought and give us a shot because of compassion, right? Because they go, hang on, that's a great idea and businesses should do that more often. And I have a cousin or I have a brother or I have a son with or daughter with autism. Um, and that makes it resonate with those people, right? The second, the second is, is guilt. Right. And I'm going to explain that very, very carefully. Right. What I mean by that. So it's the guilt doesn't exist outside of the organization. The guilt exists within the organization. So we have by 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 coming up with this with this, this spectrum designs model and this idea, we have 
positioned ourselves so that our the quality of our work right the the pricing of our work the whether we can make a deadline for our work is not just representative of us but it's representatives of the abilities of people with disabilities as a whole so so it, it, it honestly it seemed like a good idea at the time um, and as i hear myself say it, i can feel that the weight of that expectation and that sort of uh, is that so we're out to prove that people with disabilities can do as good a job as people or who don't have disabilities right but in order to do that in order to do that in the real world that's not what you have to do you have to do a better job so that people notice right because if you do as good a job as another as another screen printer i'm sure there are thousands of people who will listen to this and go hang on my screen printer down the street is rubbish right and he keeps he messed up my graphic that one time or he the, the date was wrong or he printed them in the wrong color all that stuff if we do those things if we fall into those traps people won't say oh my screen printer or what's he doing they'll go you know what i gave those guys those autism guys a shot but they just they were shoddy like their work wasn't good they gave it to me in the wrong color the the sheer weight of that expectation and the the guilt it's not even it's not even yeah, real it's, it's potential guilt responsibility of, of knowing that down. someone's taking that chance and wanting to prove it in a way that reinforces that that person made a right decision right i mean that's what it comes down to right yeah it is and if i make a if i make an order form right so i do i, I still am like an integral part of the sales process right and even though we 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 have these pat and i now have these lofty titles we still can't ever pry ourselves away from the sales process because that's like the lifeblood of this industry uh and um if i make an order form wrong and it's my fault and i put the wrong date on that order form or i put the wrong graphic on that order form which I will inevitably do because I'm a human and these things happen and it happens to everyone, right? Whether I catch it myself is if I do that and the shirts go out wrong or go out late, they won't go mad. There is a potential there for them to go. I gave those guys with disabilities a shot and they missed, they messed it. And that's not their fault and they shouldn't be held responsible, but there is a potential situation where they might be. So that is the extra sort of burden that we, we we carry, but we're glad to carry it. And because of that particular that responsibility, the, the sheer like responsibility and the potential guilt sometimes when when those things inevitably happen, um, you it, it makes you better as an organization because you don't come to work and go, oh, I'm going to just phone it in today because sure. it was the bachelor, sure. it was a bachelor party last night or whatever, because. You meet these guys with disabilities who have giant smiles on their faces, or like, and you're like, these guys have been dealt a pretty raw hand in life compared to me. I mean, what's the worst thing? Why am I in a bad mood? Right. Oh, I didn't have hot water this morning. That's actually true. <laughs> I didn't have hot water this morning. Um, uh, and I'm like, why am I in a bad mood when this guy is smiling? And I ask him why he's smiling and he, why he's happy today. And he goes, because yeah. I love my dimples. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I've got no reason, no reason to be to be to 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 be upset or to be angry just because the water didn't work in my car. Like connection to joy, oftentimes with people on the spectrum, right, is such a amazing reminder of uh, 
when you distill the human condition down, right? Joy is always still one of the most pervasive uh, feelings that all of us are, are sought after. So, so nice to see people be able to come and bring that kind of joy because you and I both know there are people at businesses that are not disabled that are not always bringing joy to work on a day in a day out basis. So, <laughs> right. So I, I wanted to relay a story. So I was at uh, a regional association uh, leadership event earlier this year, and I was uh, asked to give a presentation about promo cares. And um, while I felt like the room received the message of tying our medium to social good relatively well, there was one participant who maybe I could tell from body reaction and facial, uh, what I could see from her that perhaps it wasn't quite resonating with her the way that I had hoped. And by virtue of good fortune or bad fortune, depending on how you want to look at it, I had the opportunity later on in that conference to sit next to that person. And so I, being the forthright presenter that I was, confronted her and said, you know, I noticed that maybe you didn't quite get where I was coming from. And she presented she presented this right. discussion point that I want to talk to you and I'll talk to you about. And and basically what she said to me was, I don't want people to know what I do philanthropically because I feel like that's icky. And that's exactly the way she presented it. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's uh, that's an example of what I think is a relatively pervasive belief by folks. And I'm not going to assign any demographic to it, although I, I think it does tend to uh, correlate to age, but we're not going to go there. Uh, but I think there's a belief by folks in the marketplace and it really boils down like there's two versions of this. One, business and philanthropy aren't supposed to be linked. And I, I give my employees the chance to like donate the United Way or maybe I don't do anything. I don't know. And or, and or mm -hmm. what I do with my own money as the owner of the business is my own business. Or B, part B of that maybe is I don't like the idea of profiting off of the promotion of what I'm supposed to be doing with a clear heart. So, so right. make the case for a socially conscious business in the context of that, in, in replying to that position. With pleasure. I love this. This is awesome. Okay. So my response to that would be, if we are going to put people on a pedestal, people on the back or give business to somebody for any reason, I would argue like when if if all things being equal, yes, we are all adding value. We're all in our way going, okay, I want to learn things so that I can add value to my customer's purchase so that I can know more than the next guy so that I can help do consultative selling, which is like my mantra over here is that I'm always saying you can cons consultative selling, not just right. pitch selling. Um, and if you're going to choose between two equally qualified yeah. people, um, I don't see a better thing to help you decide than what one does philanthropically versus another. For me, as philanthropy is so woven into my life, and it's not because I'm a philanthropic person. I'm absolutely not, right? I, I, I fell in love with this, this model um, because it, like, it's cool and cutting edge of it and it's 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 awesome and i feel good going to work every day right that's but it's not because i'm a particularly philanthropic person i never 
I went to I went to law school yeah. in the UK. Like I, that's you don't do that unless you're going to go and do and like save people. You don't do that if you're the kind of person that goes. You know what? I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Africa and do and then do like good things. You know, it's just not. So those two things didn't. That was never the forefront of my mind, right? But having having being now in the position that I'm in all these years later, uh, I. I definitely look at those philanthropic endeavors that people do. And it doesn't even have to be a, oh, I, I give X number to X thing or I go to X, Y uh, event every single year. I think that if, if somebody in, like, entwines philanthropy into their business or um, encourages their employees to, to, to sort of do causes that they're passionate about or that the organization as a whole is passionate about, I am going to think differently about that organization. And it's, it's not just me. Like the, 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 the statistics show that millennials in particular are looking for the what else. They're looking for cause-based places to spend their money, right? They're, they're now, it, you only have to look at the t-shirt industry, and I know I'm harping on about it, to see how far uh, the social part that social responsibility piece of 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 apparel has come in the last five not even not even 10 years in 10 it's irrecognizable from 10 years ago but even the last three years like you look at how transparent organizations like like sanmar are right Threadfast, who make all they make all of their t-shirts in china but you can go and you can see exactly where all of their employees are and what the inside of that 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 is like you know and that is that's those things are brand new. Everyone is looking at that. People want more RPET. People want more um, organic cotton. People want all those things because there's some there's a cause linked to what they're doing. And if we can help entwine those two things even further and make giving a part of buying, I think that that is a that is a notion that can significantly change the world because everyone will then be giving just by buying. Um, and I mean, I granted we spectrum as an organization has a lot to gain if the whole, if, if everyone goes that way, because then we'll make everybody's t-shirts, <laughs> but it, it, there's no, there's no reason that people, I mean, look at promo cares. There's no reason for promo cares to exist apart from your philanthropic disposition. And the fact that you think that, that this, this industry has something, is something, it's something interesting to contribute and also to say and and I, I i can tell i could tell when we when we first spoke how mu- how much joy discovering the depth of philanthropy in this industry has like finding all of that how much joy that's brought you um and it does the same to me like when i when i meet these people and talk to those things so i would say to yeah, was it sue? sue yeah I, I would say to sue that never feel icky about that because that's the complete opposite of how philanthropy or helping others is supposed to make you feel and that's the complete opposite of what everyone else in that room is thinking those are the those are the people who should be shouting what they're doing from the rooftops because that is going to make other people go is she's giving why the heck you know the inspiration Uh, part of it aside which yeah, if I'm doing anything in these podcasts, I'm hoping I'm inspiring people towards their own journey, whatever that may be when it comes to this. But sure. you know, to me, it's it's this what what you described is if I, I want to marry it 
one one more step in the process, and this is a discussion I've been having at the end buyer level lately when distributors give me that chance to talk to the buyer. So, so the people who are consuming the products that we're providing to them in our industry are using them often to stand out in a crowded and difficult marketplace. Does that sound like anybody else we know? Sounds a lot like promotional products. So if they're trying to do the same things that we're trying to do, Imagine if when they presented the item bearing their logo, they were able to not only present that to the recipient, but also tell the story behind the product. And I likened it to when you're at a job fair and that recruit is going from booth to booth to booth, talking with all of those prospective employers, he or she is picking up items in an attempt to make a connection with that brand in a way that when they go back home and start thinking about the places they might work, Sure, they're thinking about what, who had what salaries and who's got what benefits and does that brand bring anything in the way of cachet when I tell my friends where I work. But if I can remember that I got a water bottle that was somehow tied to giving back to wounded warriors like Hirsch Gifts uh, Patriot Line does, and that speaks to me, don't you think I'm going to probably remember that company over maybe the six or seven other ones that just gave me something? So to me, there's such, there's such tangible outcomes to this. And I, I don't know, like, sure, Tim, should you guys expect that you're going to get every, um, every socially conscious order out there in the marketplace? I mean, only time will tell. But what I would suggest to the people that are out selling on behalf of our industry is, don't you want to find out if those, there's people out there that want to buy this way? And isn't it great to know that if there are, there are already all of these great providers in the marketplace willing to be able to fill that order for you. <laughs> and you really just have to learn right. the stories, right? So mm-hmm. that's to me is, is the beautiful, beautiful part of it. All right. So, all right, let, I want to, I got, I got in the instance of time, I want to, I got two more questions. So I want to make sure that we get to them. So uh, I'm frequently told by business owners that they have, and leaders of businesses, since neither of us are actually owners, we're just partners or, or employees. <laughs> we um, engines, yeah. They, yeah, they feel a sense of responsibility for the families of the people that are working in those businesses, not just the people. So it's gratifying when you're in that position to know that the work you're helping people do gives their families opportunities to make their lives what they want them to be. I got to guess that at Spectrum Designs that there's probably just a little bit added extra oomph when it comes to what I'm talking about. Do you have Anything that you can spread that would be just a little taste of the sunshine that must be what it's like working in that building on a day in and day out basis? For sure. So, yeah, we have that to the end degree. There is just there. So we I will have conversations with people, right? I'm, I'm sure anyone who is any executive, any company has these conversations with staff members or their parents or their family and they go, Wow, he's really coming to his own there, right? Or he's he's really blossoming in that in that environment, right? And and like, oh, since he moved there, he's been a different guy, or he comes home happy, or she's 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 getting that job satisfaction, or she's excited to go to work in the morning. Those are pretty normal conversations to have. Um, sure. In, in when you put that when you put that to the in the when you put contextualize in terms of spectrum. The conversations I have are with fathers and mothers who go, I never thought my son would do anything but sit at home and play video games. Right. He, he, the, his, the, he, he, his school said he will never have a job and maybe he could stack shelves, but that we will be supporting him his entire life. 
Right. And Spectrum gave him a chance. And now he's a lead production assistant or he's a senior production assistant or he's a, he's a, he's a specialist here at Spectrum. And they go, I don't know how to even formulate a sentence to tell you about how grateful I am. Right. And, and this, ha- this happened. I've actually, some, so the, I have a pair of parents in mind and they, they said this to Patrick once upon a time, they've since said it to me and Pat goes, and he said that he, he turns to them and he's like, okay, that's, that's, that's great. And that's awesome in the very sort of Patrick way. This guy talks in sound bites. It's not fair. Um, he, he turns to them and he goes, that's great, but seriously, can he work tomorrow? Because I need him to do overtime because if I don't, like, they're like, no, they're like, no one's ever needed my son before. And he's like, great. Speaking of which, can he work tomorrow? Because seriously, we're under the gun and we've got to get this order out. Like just glosses over the fact that these people are this this oh, yeah. life changing formulating moment like like their soul laid bare. Pat's like seriously though, um, he can expose screens and that's a really important skill. So can he come and expose twenty screens tomorrow? Because we can't. Like I know he's supposed to be going to the movies with his friends, so, but no, I we we need him. So, oh, so it's good. that. That's like, so good. It, it, sorry. I was going to say it gets dialed up to 11 because it's the, it's the spectrum designs difference. Like it's, we, we're trying to employ people. Like you can, you see these, these projects and people saying, Oh, I'm employing people with, 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 with disabilities and, and they're still coders, you know, they're still, these guys can still work computers and and drive to work and do all and that. Yes. They still have all this, this big wide spectrum autism. Right. And, and you always, uh, again, it's that it's one of my two industries, so I still call it industry, even though I'm just that's just technology that I know. But in the autism world, you talk about the the top twenty, right, the middle sixty, and the bottom twenty, right. And Spectrum Designs is aiming at the middle sixty and the bottom twenty, right. If if you got can it. if you can drive to work and you can code on your computer and you've got a bachelor's degree, right, amazing. That is awesome, and Spectrum will support you in any way you can, and like we would, you can freelance for us, and you can do all this stuff, right? But we're aiming at the guys who couldn't be employed anywhere else, there, any, any anywhere else because of because of their disability, um, and we want to give those guys a chance to become self sufficient and 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 do that. So, yes, there is a little added dose, <laughs> um, just a little bit, just a little bit, and I could only like if you wanted to ever. Uh, distributors, um, you know, oftentimes there is added value and relationship building to be found in taking your customers on factory tours. And boy, oh boy, New York area distributors, if you have a chance to take your customer to see Spectrum in their beautiful building overlooking the water in Port Washington, <laughs> I would strongly recommend yeah. doing that. It's, it's a great environment. And I'm sure there would be more than a couple uh, goosebump inducing moments along the way. Yeah. All right. So last one, last one here, and then I'll, I'll we'll get you back to your day, Tim. So you guys were involved, well, involved, I guess. Where you were the sort of the the inspiration behind the documentary film, The Business of Autism. And I feel like I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't give you the chance to make a case for other people uh, on why they should consider hiring people with autism. So. Mm-hmm. 
you know, make make that case for okay. me. Okay, so the movie uh, This Business of Autism. So it's it, it was like a play on words between what is this business of autism and we and then and, and Spectrum moving into this new building, sort of establishing ourselves at the time as as this with with this business of autism, and it was this whole double interplay, um, and. I'd say that one of the most the tangible parts of this is that if you do hire people with autism and you do set one of these um, these 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 situations up where you're 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 in a position to employ people who other people may brand as unemployable, someone might come along and make a documentary film about you. <laughs> that is, that, that's the most that's the most obvious one. Mesh Omni Media came out to revamp our website. That's all they came out to do, and they fell in love with the mission. They fell in love with what we're doing, and there's a there's a there's a documentary here. Stephen Mackey, the director, um, who's like I feel like I'm a jack of all trades. In fact, like it, it's like it, I feel like if you opened me up, that would be what would be written on my soul. Like there's the jack of all trades. I'm 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 a little bit good at everything, right? Little, I'm not perfect at anything but i'm a little bit good at everything right and that's what jack of all trades is what yeah. Stephen mackie it takes being a renaissance man to the next level like he, the fact that he's a director and a winemaker and a everything right um uh and he it, it came and made this 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 whole documentary about us which is it's going to be on amazon prime i think later in the year for they're hoping for in time for christmas once it's finished all these film festivals um and the case for hiring people with autism is that you cannot put a price on neurodiversity, in my opinion. There is no we. The world needs different kinds of minds. Um, the famous world, words of, uh, of of Temple Grandin, who's actually in in our film, this business of autism. Um, and I couldn't agree with that even more, like anymore, because Pat always says, Patrick, CEO, always says that. Um, if it weren't for my brain, like pointing at like me as in Tim, he goes like, if it weren't for your brain, I wouldn't be able to do this. Thing. Like, cause our brains being two guys who have grown up 15 minutes apart in the same, like f- forest area of mid Wales are so different to one another. Right. Uh, but <laughs> and then and yours and I, your, sure. your, Roger, your brain and my brain will be incredibly different in other ways, incredibly similar in other. Right. Then if you take that and you add, the the creativity that can be brought in by by autism, the attention to detail that can be brought in by autism, as well as just the the literal mindset of we we have to remind employees with autism to take breaks. We have to remind people with autism to to not come in on Saturdays. To like it's Columbus Day on Monday. Right. We we don't have the office isn't open, and they're like why. That that's what I that is what I do on Mondays, and I'm going to be there, and wow. I'm going to print t-shirts, I'm going to bag t-shirts, yep. and I, I was like, I <laughs> how have we done? Like, how have we accidentally come across something that that people get behind as a society, but also we 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 have this this workforce who are all unbelievably hardworking and super grateful for the job, and super grateful for the opportunity, and super eager to please and have a great attention to detail. Uh, it's this like winning hand that no one could have seen coming. Like it really, it really is. And for every one of those guys who needs a bit more help and needs a bit more support to get over hurdle A and then hurdle B, there is another guy who comes in and he can immediately do something. I keep saying guys, and I don't know why I do that, but guy or girl who comes in and um, 
and 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 can just do everything in the dark room immediately or do everything in folding i mean it's all this stuff and it, it, it they they the autism community is incredibly vocal it is incredibly close it's like a giant family and uh it's it's it, it i couldn't recommend employing people with autism anymore awesome well i you know i'm I'm already trying to figure out how to get myself there because I, I definitely want to be in that space and feel that vibe. But, you know, I, I totally feel like for anybody who's been listening to these, like I'm just going to start to put these pieces of the puzzle together. And it's beautiful to me because this all did not happen on purpose. This all happened by accident. But we have the makings of a really killer promo cares friendly supply chain when it comes to T-shirts. If we go out now and we go source all made teas from our friends at uh, mm -hmm. that are, are uh, making the all made brand teas which are sustainably material sustainable materials uh, manufactured by Haitians who make a five-time living wage so that their kids don't have to go to orphanages, orphanages down to Haiti and then we were to bring those t-shirts up to spectrum designs and have them decorated I just I, I don't know what better story we could tell to anyone that wants to make sure that the dollars that they're spending are tied to making the world a better place than that. So I can't wait for the day, Tim, for you to call me and say, I got a purchase order from a distributor with all made blanks that is came to my door and in the right. PO it says promo cares. I think I would I would faint. I would I don't I don't know what I would do, but I can promise you, should that day ever present itself, I will make a point to, to make sure that the people who participate in making that happen are congratulated and celebrated in the way that's consistent with what you guys are doing at Spectrum Designs, Tim. I My can't pleasure. thank you enough for the time today. Bravo to you guys. And I, I just, I can't wait to see thank what you. the If that happens, by the way, I will frame it and I will send it to you. If that happens, I will frame it and I'll send it to you for sure because that would be amazing. The guys at All Made Art, awesome and that I, I, ryan moore did is ryan moore is a, i think a founder or a co-founder of all made when we first started and we were yep. doing this whole yep. thing with with with, with autism and with this it was this tiny it was all an idea um he sent us an entire batch of inks by the way just as a site about the guy behind all made i sent us an entire like a like a palette full of water-based inks Right at the beginning, just because he was like, I, I love what, yeah, he's nah, like, I love what the, you're doing. It was then, uh, like, uh, Ryanette, he had this whole the amazing Ryanette, and he was the guy who we were watching in the videos teaching us how to do stuff, and here he was on the phone saying, take some inks, do it, change yeah. the industry. And people said I couldn't, and here I am, no, no. and people said you couldn't, no, no. and where are you going to go? So uh, I just, once, as soon as you said all made, I was like, of course, but um, I got to bring him up. I am looking, I, I, can, I cannot wait for the chance for you and he and I to be together somewhere and, yeah, and have, for a, sure. have a toast. So that hopefully that will be the, the next the next thing for all of us. And uh, cheers to you, Tim. I, 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 great things are ahead of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, Roger.